You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Well, it's not Richard Franzi today, uh, but I do want to welcome you to today's episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Uh, my name is Paul Roberts. I'm usually behind the scenes, but Richard was called away on a, an emergency this afternoon, and so I'm pinch hitting here today, filling in for him here. I want to welcome uh, our guest in a moment, but to tell you, first of all, that this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m., heard exclusively right here on internet radio station octalkradio.net spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning if you're listening to the show as a podcast we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times critical mass coast to coast is brought to you through a partnership of critical mass for business with renaissance executive forums business owners in select markets across north america renaissance executive forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their business to the next level if you'd like to learn more about their services, simply visit their website at www.executiveforums.com. That's executiveforums.com. The show is also brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, the one you just heard, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club, a men- member of Club Corp. You can tell I'm not used to reading this. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. So, with all that out of the way here, oh, I think we might have lost um, our guest here. I'll tell you what, I'm going to play a quick commercial, see if we can get her back on the line, and we'll be right back after this. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. 
If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Okay, we're back now. Let's bring our guest on, uh, Marietta Alba. Did I say that correctly? You sure did. All right. I want to make it Italian. I want to make it Marietta Alba or something. (laughs) Well, Marietta uh, is a uh, president and uh, uh, obviously a broker for Apartment and Relocation Center. Tell us about And where are you located? Down in San Antonio? We're located in San Antonio as our headquarters. Okay. And we have offices in Austin as well as we do the needs of anyone that may need something in Texas or across the United States. That's a pretty big state right there, Texas. I mean, uh, you got you got your hands full right there, but uh, it sounds like uh, you're ready to go anywhere here. We do. We have units in North Dakota and California really? and wherever they wherever they're needed. Is is North Dakota that's you just perked my curiosity here. Is North Dakota a good market for apartments these days with all the oil shale oil and oil and gas boom going on up there? It is. It's a big market uh, right now. We uh, have quite a few units there, and between, you know, the Dickinsons and the Tiogas mm-hmm. and the sure. Rays and um, Watford City. You're talking about all the western part of the state there, kind of. Right, and then going into Montana as well, um, Stanley, I believe it is, and... It, it's very busy. We're, we've been up there for many years at this point. Well, I took a trip up there many, many years ago, and just for laughs was looking around it because it just seemed like it was so desolate in, in, in all those areas in North Dakota. We'd gone to South Dakota to go to, uh, you know, uh, all the famous parks and all that stuff, and uh-huh. then we went up into uh, North Dakota. And at that time, in western North Dakota, this is probably 10 years ago, they were begging people to move there. They would give, if you, what was it like, if you if you stayed, it was almost like a homesteading thing. If you agreed to live there for like five years, they'd give you a lot. And I thought, well, wouldn't that have been something? But you, you couldn't just sort of own it remotely. You had to actually go there. And I thought, well, I couldn't do that. Now they can't, you know, get enough apartments to fill up all the people going there. But at one time, you no could way. get a free land almost, yeah. Exactly. That is so true. We are constantly seeing people, oh, building new um, communities as well as um, just building, putting in roads and putting in areas where they can start building more construction. And they want people, well, they need the people up there. Yeah, right. We're talking about cheap people can't find a job. Go to North Dakota. North Dakota, exactly. They, <laughs> I'm not saying you want to live there in the winter, but it's 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 actually very pretty up there. I thought, but it's pretty desolate. Not a lot of people. I think it was right. one of the few states that had a net loss of people over the last 20 years. Right. My staff has been there to set up the units, and uh, it's been it was an interesting experience for them. Yeah, well, I, we went to, like, Teddy Roosevelt lived up there, and there's a Ted Park National Park and near Medina, Medina, Medina or something up there, and so anywhere. Well, how about that? North Dakota. I get to use my North Dakota knowledge, my one and only fact about North Dakota here. <laughs> 
I never thought I could bring that story into an interview here, but we did today here. Well, All right. But you know what? There's, uh-huh. it's, so, it's so bizarre um, right now is that they are so busy that they don't have any supplies in their Walmarts or their Kmart really? or anything like that. Because <laughs> they run out of everything. <laughs> they run out of everything, yeah. Isn't I that crazy? How did you get, is. being in Texas, how did you grab onto that opportunity? Did you proactively go search it out or did they come to you? No, actually, um, I have a client in San Antonio that has been a client for close to 20 years, and they approached us one day and said, we have this event that's going to take place, and wouldn't tell us too much about it until Mm. we got there, and then we found out what that it was North Dakota and my <laughs> and you still stuck with it <laughs> yeah my corporate relocation director Carrie Utes and myself came walking out of there and just looked at each other and thought North Dakota North where Dakota. do we go from here yeah right so uh, you're gonna go to Pago Pago or something here Timbuktu yeah and I got on the phone and I started trying to locate uh, property management companies and we've been lucky and have had the same property management company that has really supplied supplied us with. I wouldn't even think there would be there one because there there wasn't that much, there weren't that many people there. There certainly weren't that many properties to be managed, I would think so. That's very true, and the rents were just unbelievable. All right, well, let's let's back up then a second here and tell okay. us about your firm. What is it that you guys do? I think we have a hint of it here, but uh, give, give us a give us the overview. Apartment and Relocation Center, um, we actually have been in business for 31 years. All right. You passed the test. You made it. That's, uh, I made it. Um, <laughs> I worked real hard, believe me, back in 1984-85 when Texas Oil was starting to go downhill yeah it was what was i going to do with those are my the life? those are the days people are walking away from their homes in houston and all that they stuff. were yeah you're right and i remember those days I yeah i'm old enough to remember those days and i was actually down in houston again oddly enough during front of for some reason a business oh. trip and we couldn't believe that the i mean whole neighborhoods people were just walking away in homes in houston they were and they were walking away from them here in san antonio as well and it was one of those things that I really enjoyed relocation. I was a relocation director for a large um, relocation company, um, real estate company in San Antonio. And I just saw and had a vision that it was going to go somewhere someday. And bankers were still doing relocation. And by the time the relocation companies actually became a part of the industry. It was, you're going to take our renters if you're going to take our buyers. Hmm. And that's when I started thinking outside the box and I needed to start something that was going to essentially help and hold the hand of a renter because everybody always wants to concentrate on the buyer. Sure, right. Renters aren't and, as valuable, they don't know, think, yeah. Renters are people, too, and they they deserve to be treated, and, you know, they need, deserve to have that, that attention. So I started the company in 1983, and we had our first group move in 1991, 
and at that time it was just my sister, myself, and one other gal. Hmm, wow. And slowly but surely, and that, that group move was actually Southwestern Bell, coming okay. from St. Louis. There you go. And, um, of course, now AT&T. And then, of course, we went into the USAA group moves that they did, and right. they have since been one of our largest clients. And so basically what we're doing is... Yeah, i gotta, I got to ask you because I'm, th- I'm rolling through my head here, and I'm thinking, okay, tomorrow we switch jobs. I'm not sure what I would do next. I, I know it has something to do with helping companies relocate their employees, which means, I guess, finding them places to live. But beyond that, beyond giving them a list of rentals or a list of things, I mean, do you actually get involved in helping them find places and drive them around? We do. Once we find out that there is a move that is taking place, a needs assessment is done for the client, and we will find out what they're looking for. We will send to them information on what is going to fit their needs, fit their budget, fit the location of where they're going to be working, and determine if a long-term lease is good for them, a short-term lease, Mm -hmm. uh, a temporary type apartment. Those are the types of, those are the types of housing that we offer. But these are, these, housing. okay, I was just going to say these must be big groups of people. There must be 100 people or 50 people or something that are all coming as they're anticipating opening a, a, a new center or a new corporate headquarters or something here. I mean, do you drive all 50 of them around or meet with all 50 well, people individually? They make it, they, they will make an appointment with us. Mm-hmm. We have traveled to different parts of the country who has their co- their company moving to San Antonio, done group presentations, let them know what we can offer, and just let them decide that there's a couple different options for the way that they want to go. Mm-hmm. The husband and the, the um, employee may be moving, but the trailing spouse may be staying behind. Right with the children. Right. So Particularly the if they wanted to graduate this summer or something. and For sure. Right. So we either put someone like that in a corporate apartment, mm-hmm. which is fully furnished, ready to move into, and I have a team of um, gals that take care of that, uh, Carrie Utes and Carolyn Kistler. Okay. Give they, a shout out to them here. Let's get them in here. Yep. <laughs> they get out there and they make sure that everybody is taken care of. We make sure that the furniture is ordered. We have our own housewares company, so we order the housewares, and the our housekeepers will go and make sure that that's all set up for someone, wow. and they just walk in. So what happens is if that individual employee is coming in to stay by himself for a short time, he will live there. And then, of course, in the meantime, the family may be coming to join him, right. looking at new homes that they may be purchasing, or he may even go into a temporary apartment unfurnished and then rent some furniture. Mm-hmm. And you help him figure out all this stuff here? All of this is figured out. My team figures all this out that they have to do for them because they don't know. They may be told the day before that they have to move 
Yeah, and right. it, in one day, they're calling us and saying, okay, I need the companies that we work with will call and say, I need uh, housing for one of my employees, and they're arriving at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Now, do you do this for, let's say, a? it's just one person that got transferred in, somebody who's going to be the new regional manager for some company mm-hmm. there. It's just one person, not a whole group move, it's just one person for the company. Does, does, does uh, you mentioned the big insurance company, whose name escapes me here. Um, USAA. USAA. So do they call them and say, hey, we got one employee coming in, or is it only for groups? Actually, it's, it's both. We've done group moves where we may have about 30 people coming in, and then we'll do a group move that has three people coming in. Hmm. You know, a group move to us, it doesn't matter if it's just one person or 500 people. Right. Because everybody basically is treated the same, and they all need the same, um, they, they all need the same effects for their housing. And what do you do different than others? Are there other firms out there like this? And if so, what do you what sets you apart? There, it, there are other companies like us, and I think the one thing that makes us different is, you know, I believe that our values, um, our integrity, the ethics, and you know, just the trust of the client, just the trust of the people that I have working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, education is really tops in our profession. I make sure that um, my team is educated uh, and takes their continuing education classes. And just working in a family service-oriented environment makes us different. I mean, we we care. We, we have two sides of the business, and each side knows what the other side is doing so that they can be continually on top of working with each other. Well, I'm pleased to hear that companies care, because I can tell you from my own experience that my father was an executive with Chrysler Corporation. He was a regional manager in various regions around the country, and every time, we moved every two years when I was a kid, Uh almost like clockwork, from Milwaukee to Pittsburgh to some other place, and nobody helped us. This is back in the 60s and 70s. I'm dating myself here. It was up to him to, he immediately took the job like next Monday, and it was up to him to find a place to stay temporarily usually like at a hotel or something for a while, and then he got an apartment. And then it took us, obviously, months to uproot, sell the house, and mm-hmm. come out and join him. So for many months, he was commuting back and forth uh, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And it took a real toll on him, and it took a toll on our family, too. But it would have been so much easier had somebody... They, about all they would do is they'd have a packing company come and take care of that. But other than that, we were on our own. And what makes us a little bit different also is that we are all realtors. Everyone in my mm. office is, we are all licensed by the Texas Real Estate Commission. Okay. And um, therefore, and of course, we're a part of the National Association of Realtors, and we stand by the Code of Ethics of the National Association of Realtors. And it's very important that, you know, we, again, make sure that our ethics are professional to the person that we're working with. You've stressed and that a number of times now. Are they unethical? I mean, I don't want names, but I mean, are, are, are people unethical in this business? I guess maybe real estate people might be thought of sort of like other salespeople. Are there people that are selling them 
something that's not true or not taken care of? I mean, do you see that out there in the marketplace? Is that a concern I, for I people? I don't. I'm, I don't see that in the market at all. I, I see what is the way we work, and right. I and I keep referring to ethical because it's very important to us. I don't want. I want someone to be able to come into my office and feel that they that they have people that they can trust, right? And that we're not going to just place them. Anywhere just to get it over with here, yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, that is just not the type of people that we are. Well, it sounds like and a really, you spend a lot of time with people, and it sounds like you really care, and that that's certainly a, a nice thing to hear, because I would think many corporations are just trying to do this as cheaply as they can. Maybe i got a negative view of big corporations these mm-hmm. days, and they're just trying to get it quick and done and cheap, and you know, you might feel like you're just on an assembly line and just get you in and get it over with and on to the next one here. That's what we felt when we moved around. Yeah, and unfortunately, there are companies out there that do that, and I guess that's another thing that makes us different is that we do care. We don't do, we're not a meat market where they come in and we just give them a list of places that they need to go to look at. Right. Here's two, go pick one and uh, come back tomorrow. Yeah. No, that is not our function of doing business. We actually take our clients to the particular property that fits their needs and stay with them until they have um, decided on what's going to work best for them as well. Do you ever help them find uh, churches or schools or other things like that? You know, we have to be careful, um, you know, according to uh, ethics again mm-hmm. and, and according to just making sure that we're not pushing certain things on them. We can't steer them from one location to another or right. from one church to another. But, but if they, if I I'm an, I'm a good Irish Catholic, so if I said, hey, we're yes, looking good. for, we're looking for, you know, a Catholic church in the area, where would you, would give us, find, tell us where the Catholic we churches are? Would, and We would drive through. When we do our tour, we do orientation tours mm-hmm. with our clients. So as we're doing our orientation tours, if there's anything in particular that they want to see. Yeah, so I'd want to find out where there's a Catholic school if I, you know, right. for my kids and all that kind of stuff, right? Right, absolutely. We will take them by. Orientation tours is something that the employers really like to have their employees have and to get when they come into town so that they can get to know the city a little bit. They can get to see what is available. And if they're they're just in the process of... Um, learning whether they want to move to San Antonio, for instance. Yeah, right. It's just a tour. And you got to and, and you got to present it in a, in a fair light and in a, hopefully a positive light because they might go back and say, "Oh boy, this didn't sound so wonderful. I don't think I'm I'm going to rethink this job." Right. They 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 need to be happy on right. the first trip. They have to see that when they're taking a tour with one of our consultants that they are happy with what they're seeing. Well, we certainly believe here in making people happy, and we certainly believe in the power of learning from others. So in our few minutes left here, I I guess I'd like to ask you kind of some of our standard questions that we like to always learn from others, and that is, give me an idea of 
What was your biggest challenge face starting this business? Obviously, it sounds like you did it in a down economy here back in the 80s. I did it in a really down economy. Um, I remember... <laughs> I remember my sister and I, as we were working together, um, having very little money coming in, having very little, um, cli- very few clients, mm-hmm. and it was, are we going to make it or are we not? But of course, I did not want to be a statistic. Yes, right. You know, I had to lay my sister off. I was running the company oh, by my myself. Goodness, yeah. That's a, was, that's a tough phone call. Hey, sis. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was eating grapes at 69 cents a pound oh, because my goodness. it was all I could afford. So why stick with it? What made you hang I, in there? Just, uh, you know, just determination or, or... It was determination. I Again, I didn't want to be a statistic, and I loved the idea of relocation. Relocation is one of those companies that are one of those... Um, um, jobs, one of those careers, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, that once you're in it, you're stuck in it. It almost sounds um, like it's a calling more than it is a career here, huh? It is a calling. And, you know, and we love working with the companies, and the companies are good to us, and we like to see them be good to their employees. They, they, The company spends a lot of money to relocate someone. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, everyone wants the relocation to be successful, and that's including us. And we work real hard to make sure that the company is getting their money's worth, the employees getting their money's worth. And everybody's happy and, at the end of the day, and they feel and like you took happy. care of them. Yeah. Right. So what's your challenge now, 30 years later? You, it sounds like you've got multiple people working for you. You're in multiple states even, uh, North Dakota and some other places that you're uh, we, dabbling in here. What's your biggest challenge today? You know, my challenge today is, and I and I love talking about this. Because San Antonio's booming now. Everybody wants to go to San Antonio these days. That's what do. we keep hearing. Yeah. They do. And um, people are continually moving to San Antonio, continually moving to Austin. But um, the one thing that a challenge for me was getting to learn how to work with um, I mean, I'm a baby boomer, mm-hmm. and I... I think most of our listeners are here, right? I know. <laughs> I'm a baby boomer, and the best thing, that advice that I could give to anyone, um, if they have not done this, is to get familiarized with our Gen X and our Gen Ys and our yes. Millenniums, and... We just did a them. we just did a big symposium here. We're based in Orange County, and uh-huh. uh, we did a symposium with the local university here on millenniums and uh, okay. millennials. I guess I should say they're called millennials, and millennials have a whole different outlook about business. It isn't just you can't just order them around. They they'll leave. You know, they you can't just they, they don't. They're asking you what are you going to give them as much as you're asking them what are you going to do for me. It's uh, they they want m- much more out of it. They want passion. They want purpose, and they don't and and they also want to get somewhere quickly. They're not willing to wait thirty years to get to that next rung here. And I've been very fortunate because the first person that I employed um, was a Gen Xer, mm-hmm. and as a 
when I was trying to um, increase the business and go into more sales. And we both learned from each other. I mean, even as of today, we both agree to agree to um, one idea and agree on another idea, and we put both ideas together. Um, they have some of the strongest ideas that yes, I've do. ever met. And they don't want to be just told what to do. When I started in business, you said, yes, sir, no, sir, and no excuse, sir. It's like the Army, you know. Absolutely. But, you know, they're very sharp, and they, they care, especially if you're in, this, if you're in my office, you're going to be here because you love what you do, you care about what you do, and you care about the people that you work with. And I have had to learn as an employer and a woman-owned business that I I agree with you know I have to agree with what some of the things that they're saying. Yeah, they're not they're not um, willing I, to put up with the same malarkey that we did here. That's a that's an Irish word for BS here. You know. For, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> they're not willing to put up with the things I had to put up with. All right. Well, I know you got to go somewhere. I, I got to run a commercial here because we're going long. Can you just stick around for one more minute? Then we'll come back and ask you a wrap up question. Get your information sure. here. Sure. All right. Hang sure. on. We're talking with. Uh, let me get your, oh my goodness, I'm trying to do five things at once here again. What was the name of the company again? It's Apartment, Apartment and Relocation Center. Yes, Marietta Alba. We'll be right back afterward from our sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Okay, we're here wrapping things up with Marietta Alba, uh, who owns and has built up, sounds like the hard way here, over 30 years, a very successful business called Apartment and Relocation Center, well, that, where they help corporates, corporations with their corporate moves. Do you do anything other than corporations? If I just came to you as an individual and said, hey, help me, or is it all oh, through absolutely. companies here? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we do. Anyone that wants to walk in off the street... We will certainly um, work with them and help them and get them relocated as well. You know, like I said before, there's just, you know, there's not such a thing as um, a one-person you know, one size fits all here, right? What? It, and I, you don't have to tell me the numbers, but is it a fee or is it based on? I, I have no idea what a service like yours. I don't even know what to price it at. I wouldn't know how to pay you. Actually, there is no there is no charge for our, our services. Well, no wonder you've had trouble making money through the years. <laughs> 
No wonder you were eating grapes. You weren't charging people. You got to charge people. <laughs> The apartments pay our. The apartments actually pay our fees. Wow! Well, I'm just. So, I was afraid to even ask that question. That's the best one of all. That's what we should say up front here. So I come and do all of this as a company with a hundred employees, or me just off the street, and it costs them nothing. Right. In, in most cases, it does cost them nothing. There are some companies that do want to pay. I'd want to pay. I'd feel bad. You're doing all this stuff for me here. I can't just take it because you're getting a real estate commission off of the apartment sailors, apartment rental here. It's worked out well for us. Uh, my agents have made uh, successful livings. We have made a successful living. The corporate housing People think that they're um, we're making so much money because the corporate unit itself could be at ninety dollars a day mm-hmm. for a one bedroom. But what we need to understand is that we have a margin in there, and our margins aren't you know what people might think like we're making. You're not making eighty of that ninety dollars. here. Come on. Eighty of ninety dollars. We're going to renegotiate for you here. Yeah, no, on ninety dollars a day. I mean, you're getting you're getting a really nice community for ninety dollars a day, and then we have the margin that that's where our money comes from. Sure. Well, it makes sense. I had never thought about that. Obviously, they've got places they got to fill up, and if they can, if you can bring them qualified tenants then why not they should pay you some sort of commission in here off of that and we're and you know we're volume based right is is the other uh, part of is the other part of our uh, of our work team is that we're volume based and uh, with small um, with small margins so how many people do you have working for you now from the days when you were eating grapes and had to lay your sister off now what, what have you grown to I have 14 people wow look at that see and I have um, my three housekeepers that have worked and done the work for the corporate apartments. They have been with me for 17 years. I have um, I have some gals that have been with me for 16 years. And you probably got a network of handymen and other people you help uh, keep in business too. Here, I'm sure. We do, and you know they. It's. We just celebrated our 30-year anniversary last year, and it was good to to listen to my MC talk about how long the staff has stayed with us and yeah. how. Isn't that and it's nice? all because it's not because of me. It's because they've all worked so well together, and they love the job, they love the business, and they love helping the people, and they love the companies. But how do you find people like that? How do you find people that aren't just here for? A quick buck and on to the next opportunity. I'm very, very selective. I've prayed very hard over the years to make sure that I hire the right people. And um, I can just, you know, you just... You have to have a sense about it. And hopefully hopefully, if, if you believe like we do, then hopefully you have a little divine inspiration along the way and say, pick this one or something here. But I do, you know, and I work very, I work very hard that way. It's, um, I would not have been into this business if it hadn't been for um, divine intervention that has worked with me to make sure that I'm picking all the right people. Well, it's nice to, it's nice to recognize that. It's nice to 
it's nice to believe that. It's nice to recognize that, and it's nice to acknowledge that. So I applaud you on all three of those things. I think too many people today just feel like they're flying blind on all those. We're not going to get spiritual here, but uh, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people in business and spirituality and business are always like, "Ooh, you're not supposed to ever mix anything like that." It was interesting. Yeah. We had a uh, the um, two executive uh, from as a huge company here in Orange County called Golden State Foods, and they mm-hmm. distribute for companies like McDonald's and other things. I mean, they're literally a multi-billion-dollar business distributing food all over the globe. Uh, you oh, can wow. imagine just McDonald's alone. They're in every country in the world, it seems like. And these two guys come in, and they say, all right, what makes you different about it? They say, well, you know, they're they're very um, conservative Christian company, and that is part of their upfront, you know, we treat everybody, we believe in God, and we treat everybody accordingly. And that's kind of like right in their principles. And they said, I know that sets you back in your heels a few times if if uh, you, you don't hear that, or if, you know, you're not used to hearing religion and business mix. But um, they're very big on that. And I, I don't think wow. they necessarily, you know, again, as long as you're accepting of everybody here, I guess we're open-minded enough to believe that. But it isn't something that has to be hidden, I don't think. No, and you know, when I first started my company, one of the very first pictures I put up in my office was a picture of Jesus, and my father was very, very disappointed. Hmm. And I'm, I'm, an, I'm a Sicilian Catholic, and um, I said, Dad, you know, people put pictures of their husbands and their wives and their children. Yeah, the important pictures that you want to think of and throughout the day or whatever, right. This is the person that has gotten me where I am, and it'll stay up in this spot for as long as I'm in business because I believe that, you know, you are are given um, the grace. And I believe that's how we have grown, and, and otherwise I think I'd still be trying to find another job struggling to eat grapes well we all you know not all of us believe in a higher power here but for those of us to do it helps to think about that and to deal with it and and in this show again we're all trying to there's people of all faiths and persuasions people with no faith you know where this is america we're all welcome here but we're all trying to learn from each other and uh, find out what inspires us what drives us what leads us and what gets us through those rough moments it sounds like uh, right. your your faith has been part of that for you well, I'm glad you brought that up because it is very important to me, and my team knows that, and um, they've all, you know, we may not all be the same religion, but we all have that higher power in our life. Got to believe in something. Got to believe in something. That's right. You know, that's, uh, there's, there's no, uh, and when the times get tough, that's when it all comes out. As Bill Cosby used to say, there's no atheist in a foxhole. <laughs> you know, the bombs are falling. <laughs> Everybody looks up once. Whether it's true or not, we all want to believe in something here. So, I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, it was one of his famous jokes. That, uh, no atheist in a foxhole. No atheist in a foxhole. All right. Well, no, thank you so much. I know you have other places to go. You have some uh, your own personal emergencies that you have to tend to. I appreciate you taking the extra few minutes out and to tell us this. And I really pr- appreciate you opening up and talking about your faith. And I, I know that those moments are sometimes 
uncomfortable in business discussions. But I, again, we're trying to understand what makes people tick. What can we learn from others? And what is it that helps them get through, build their business? Because we all want to learn. And for some of us, it may be faith. For others, it may be faith in yourself. I don't know. It's I don't know where one starts and the other stops here. But it, uh, and they it, all need to be together. Yeah, right. Exactly. They you you, you got to have something together. in you that gets up in the morning and says, when I'm eating grapes and laying my sister off, why am I doing this? And that's right. that's what I think t- turn, separates entrepreneurs from the rest of the, cl- the world. Other people will just give up and go on to the next, you know, job, marriage, whatever. There's certain other people that just stick with it and say, I'm not going to give into this. And I, I believe in something, myself or a higher power or something. I just believe in this. And, and, and when it succeeds, then people look back at you and say, well, I guess, you know, she really knew something that I didn't know. Uh, well, and people know me. People, I've been the chairman of the San Antonio Board of Realtors, and they knew me from the very beginning, and they knew what it was going to be like when they were on my board of directors. Right. So, that, well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, well, thank you. We enjoyed it. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I know you have some issues with your mother. I hope those work out for you here today. And uh, we're all, that's part of the other challenge of being baby boomers here. You know, we all have uh, people below us and above us here, those uh, those who preceded us and those are our children. We seem to be squeezed in the middle between taking care of our parents and taking care of our kids here. And that's our sandwich generation. Yes, it is. I think much more than any generation before that came before us here, you know. That's right. Well, thank you so very much. How do people get in touch with you? And then we'll wrap this up here. What's the best way to reach you? I would love for someone to just pick up the phone and call me at 800-598-1688. Or my email address, or my website address, actually, is www.com. A P T R E L O C T R dot com. Give us that again. So it's A P T for apartment and then R E L T right. R E L O for relocation. A P T R E L O C T R for center. All right, makes sense. Dot com. All right, very good. And if you haven't already, go check out uh, their website and learn more about her services. Oh, my goodness, they're free. How could you not take advantage of that? You should, uh, if you haven't already, uh, look into, you know, your governor's always proudly poaching businesses here from California and trying to pull them to Texas. He he just succeeded. Uh, Honda is moving their uh, world headquarters from uh, Torrance right here uh, to Texas somewhere. I don't know when or where that's happening, but if, you, if you're not onto that one already, you should be, because it's a huge move. We're onto it. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you again so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Well, we're, we've been talking to... That was a good conversation, you know, uh, not just because I'm a Catholic, too, but I just appreciate when people really open up, even about things that they may feel, I don't know if I should say this or go into that, but isn't that what we're listening to these shows for? We're really trying to figure out what makes entrepreneurs tick. And more than that, what gets them through those tough moments? How do they, who do they turn to? You know, we certainly believe this isn't a spiritual show, but we we believe in the power of peer learning. We believe that turning to others uh, helps give you guidance and information. I I just thought that was neat that she was willing to open up and talk about some of those things. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to end a little bit early today here. We have another show at 4 o'clock after this, but uh, 
we thank you for joining us. Let's uh, read all the information. Do we have anything else to read here? No, nope, they're, they're telling me to wrap it up here. You've been listening to Critical Mass, Coast to Coast, brought to you as a combination or a partnership between Critical Mass for Business, a company based here in California, uh, and Renaissance Executive Forums that puts on CEO peer groups around the country. That was the purpose of these shows, just to gather ideas and information to learn from others so they can share it with their community of uh, worldwide peer groups. I got them all over the world. If you think that's an appealing idea, which we hope you will, we certainly encourage you to go to Renaissance Executive Forums uh, to find out more. And then all the other sponsors that we listed, we want to thank them as well. This show, um, we just keep growing in numbers. We're up over uh, 20,000, 30,000, I think, uh, listeners a month here. Uh, we hope that you'll spread the word and tell others there is a place a good place to have good conversations with other entrepreneurs where they share ideas, information. You get to learn what they're doing out there and just, if nothing else, a little sample of what motivates them, what makes them tick, how do they get through the problems and the challenges, and where do they turn to for answers. So thank you so much. We'll wrap it up with uh, this. No, let's do this one. Here we go. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.